Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Welcome to this week's program. And Percy, we're going to talk about some important things here today. We are. We're going to talk about the role of mind-body medicine. And I know that in some cases that's a scary thought and topic, but it's a very relevant school of thought that we want to uh, indulge in terms of talking about the role of our mind and our emotions and how it phys- how that physically will affect us. Yeah. Uh, Corliss Ivey is going to join us as our guest in a few minutes. Now, Corliss works at Cancer Treatment Centers of America and a delightful person. And uh, I think you'll already enjoy hearing from her. Yeah, she's fantastic. She does great work, and she's worked with many, many cancer patients over the years. We'll have that conversation coming up in just a moment. Your role at uh, Cancer Treatment Centers of America in your faith-based programs, you network with pastors and churches, don't you? Across the country. As a matter of fact, I was just recently at a conference and ran into a pastor who I had not met personally, but who had seen one of my training DVDs and thanked me for the work that we were doing and how uh, that is changing uh, the landscape of his church in terms of how they approach supporting people with cancer and sickness and disease. So we are communicating and engaging with spiritual leaders all across the country. That's great. Well, as we think about mind-body medicine today, uh, we always uh, think in terms of what Scripture has to teach us as well. We do. And so today I want to use as our spiritual foundation and the spiritual nugget uh, that we want to extrapolate is First Thessalonians, the fifth chapter, verse 23. And it says, may God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you, which is an important word that we want to unpackage a little bit through and through. May your whole spirit, soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord. I see why you chose that. Yeah, it's it's a powerful scripture. And, and the, the key to the scripture, the word here is sanctify, which is in many cases a very misunderstood term and in some cases not defined very well. But the word sanctify simply means to set aside or to set apart. Mm-hmm. And so in setting aside or setting apart, God is saying that as he is the God of peace, he wants us to set aside and understand that our whole spirit, our soul and our body, he wants to keep blameless. He wants to protect that. Uh, he wants it to be healthy and well. So when we look at the role of mind-body medicine, it really talks about the very essence of this because, again, what happens to us physically and how we uh, react, how we relate to scenarios and situations and certainly hardships and circumstances is very much predicated upon what's going on with us mentally and emotionally, our soul. Our souls uh, really dictate uh, what's going on with us uh, in our emotions and in our our thought life and et cetera. So we need to talk about how important it is to really deal with those things that may create insecurities. We're all sort of insecure about certain things. We're going to unpackage that with regard to this conversation today with this uh, clinical expert. But this scripture really helps us to understand that God doesn't just want us to be spiritually healthy. He wants us to be mentally and emotionally healthy. Yeah, I see how it's rooted in Scripture, but is it a relatively new school of thought in medicine? You know, it's it's not necessarily a new school of thought in medicine. I think that it's a, it's a school of thought that is being uh, embraced and owned in a way that maybe we just simply 
uh, did not put as much emphasis upon. Depending on where a person is located mentally about their process, about their care, about their prognosis, uh, in some cases can affect what happens to them physically with Mm -hmm. their treatment outcomes. So we know that there is a correlation there that has some impact that we want to give attention to and we want to have more conversation about this. And we will with our guest coming up in just a moment right here on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Go to our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com for more information. You'll find it all right there, healthhopeandinspiration.com. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Call 855-929-HOPE to speak to an oncology information specialist about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Call 855-929-HOPE to learn more. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. You're listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Reverend Percy McRae. I'm Wayne Shepherd. And as we talk about mind-body medicine today, I remind you that no case is typical. You should not expect to experience these same results. Joining us is Corliss Ivy. Corliss, I hear a lot about mind-body medicine, and I'm learning a lot about it, but I want I want you to tell me from your perspective. This is something you are working with your entire life now. Yes. You're giving your life to this, so tell me about mind-body medicine. I'm excited about the growing field of mind-body medicine for two reasons. It's a philosophy of treatment and wellness that involves the relationship between how we feel physically and how we feel emotionally. How recent has this emphasis come about in treating cancer? I want to say within the past 10, 12 years or so. Beforehand, as with most facilities, you would have a social worker or some kind of caseworker that would do a lot of resource management, but we've discovered a need for emotional care, counseling support, and wellness, not only for patients, but their caregivers as well. So in in your life and work, this has become an integral part of of what uh, a cancer treatment program looks like. Absolutely. And I'm excited to see how we've really become a central focus of the clinical process. Um, You may have heard of the term patient-empowered care team, uh, and we are now a part of that team directly. So I interface daily with the medical oncologist, his nurse, nutritionist, naturopathic doctor, care manager. Everybody's talking. Every, everybody's talking. They're around the and table and they're talking and focused on the patient. Completely. Completely. Amazing. So with respect to, to this discipline, let's talk a little bit about specifics of how do you engage when and where you engage with patients with regard to mind-body medicine. And let's talk about some some aspects of how you go about prescribing uh, things for them that will be beneficial to their mental and emotional well-being. 
So we tend to meet patients and their caregivers within the first three days upon their arrival to the hospital, which is wonderful. Usually that's the time where people are coming in. They tend to present being very anxious, concerned. Often they're having symptoms of depression. And we have the opportunity to meet with them early in their intake process before they meet the clinic team to really get a sense of who they are, what their needs are, and we can even reach out to the clinical team ahead of time to let them know um, what some of their needs are that we need to address right away. Once they're in the clinic, we can follow up as often as they need. So the patient can request when they need to talk? Anytime. Anytime. And it's nice to have that flexibility because everybody's different. Everybody's needs are different based on the level of care that they require, um, the level of support that they have coming into this experience, and we want to be able to meet them where they are. So it's nice to be able to do that. Let's talk about um, application of uh, addressing spiritual-related issues for patients, uh, individuals who may have a faith orientation and an expression of faith. Uh, and, and I've known you over the years, so I know that you also have a faith base to yes, you I as do. well. And, and obviously a comfort level with respect to that. Let's talk about the relationship of mind, body, medicine, and, and faith orientation and spirituality. So I love that question for a few reasons. Many people hear the term mind-body medicine and think of uh, either something truly intimidating to their faith or something that threatens their relationship with God, and that is not at all what this program is about. It's another approach to health that really centers on mental health. Uh, And, of course, there are different services and modalities, uh, some ranging from movement-centered or body-centered approaches, but... At its core, it really is helping people take the best care of themselves as possible while they're dealing with what could be one of the most stressful experiences of their lives. And one of the things I personally enjoyed is to be able to work with couples, but then also to help patients process changes in how their body feels, what to do with that, how this impacts their families. And the counseling support, I think, has been paramount to this whole process. So long story short, this program is not here to take the place of someone's spiritual care or, or needs. It's just another service that's here to be It goes available. hand in hand, hand with in that. Hand. Yeah, it's interesting. Can you give us some examples, uh, without naming names, of course, but just talk about people and the impact this has in their life when they're going through such a traumatic time? I've worked primarily with prostate cancer patients, and there's several different kinds of care that I've been involved in over the years, but with prostate cancer patients, is such a unique group and a powerful group of people. Um, I'm thinking of couples work that I do that involves how to maintain intimacy and connection with a partner when they're going through treatment that could certainly impact how they function sexually um, and what that means. And for many people that come in, there's always this assumption of we were perfectly fine and then cancer happened and, and everything's changed. And what we begin to discover is there was some opportunity for connection that could build and grow, and it's exciting to be able to do that with them. So specifically, that could be learning how to have um, non-sexual connection, um, better communication, and even just a a personal inner sense of worth and belonging. Mm -hmm. Unpackage that a little bit. Why is relationships and helping empower people with maintaining relationships, whether it's relationship with themselves, relationship with others, relationship with their higher power and yes. being. Talk about the power of relationships that mind-body medicine is, is helping to endorse with patients and their caregivers. Absolutely. There is 
uh, a researcher named Dr. Brene Brown who talks a lot about our core and this inner sense of worthiness and vulnerability and how important that is. And at our core, there's also a doctor named uh, Dr. Dan Siegel who talks about not only do relationships feel good, but we make connections in our brain. And one of the things I enjoy so much about this work is that it's not just base level counseling that involves tips and tools, which we can all find on the internet, but it has everything to do with um, getting to know what are the barriers to really taking care of yourself? Are there patterns of concerns that get in the way of building connection with others? Um, and I think that's huge. So we enjoy meeting with people and having them take the lead with the assumption that they have strengths that we can work toward and, and grow with. Corliss, uh, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm getting the sense that we would not wish cancer on anyone. It That's is correct. a horrible thing. We don't That's want correct. anyone to get cancer. But even when you do uh, get cancer, you can still grow as a person and, and overcome some things in your life because of that cancer. Am I expressing that right? That's exactly right. And I tend to hear that often from patients who have a faith base. And this is a conversation that I know mind-body medicine has with pastoral care all of the time. Um, Certainly, it can be a loss. It can be very devastating, especially if we're unprepared or um, if we're blindsided. But um, it can be such an opportunity and a gift. I remember there was a patient in particular that I worked with a few years ago who uh, had several children. There were some estranged relationships. And because he was hospitalized um, and in a vulnerable situation, they really took advantage of the opportunity to build and to work through some of their concerns. And the healing that came from that was overwhelming. It was overwhelming for me just to witness it and be a part of that. And, and with that being said, can you share with us some, some of your insights that you've garnered from those interactions that you've learned, that you've experienced, and maybe even, as you said, impacted you as a person in, in your own growth uh, as an individual and as a clinician? It really affirms my own faith. Um, there are times where I'll come to work. My focus may be on, okay, what's on the schedule? What's ahead of me? What tasks need to be accomplished today? But when I have those moments and I meet with people, and we're talking about some of the most courageous people you'll ever find. They're traveling on average at least 500 miles to be here. They're focused. They're ready. They just need someone to partner with them. And it reminds me so much of how precious life is, um, how we cannot miss an opportunity. We have to take advantage of the time that we have with people and healing is such a gift. And I think something for me, especially where I am right now in my life, it reminds me that God's plan is, is sovereign, is providential. And that's, that's a very humbling, but it's a very beautiful process. Yeah. So you have seen people turn around, their life turns around yes. for them in many ways, even in spite of cancer. Absolutely. I worked, um, with a patient who went through a stem cell transplant who had been um, kind of bounced around as a child in foster care and really grew up and struggled with the idea of feeling worthy and very much undervalued himself. And through this time together, we spent, I think, maybe a couple of years or so working together. Um, he was able to make just connections and let himself feel supported and connected by all the staff. That's a huge accomplishment. So many people spend their entire lives not knowing, not wanting to know or face some of those very difficult decisions. And he jumped right into it and allowed me to be a part of that process. So mind-body medicine makes all the difference for people. Well, we can't take all the credit. No, I understand <laughs> I what you're saying. They, right. yes. Yeah, We try. But it's an important part of the process. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Undeniably an important part. Absolutely. Corliss Ivey, thank you for what you do 
first of all. And uh, I know you get great joy from it. And God has led you into this calling. So thank you, Corliss. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you all. And Percy, you work with some great people. I feel very fortunate and blessed, really, to have the opportunity uh, to be surrounded and to have engagement with uh, individuals who have that type of level of commitment, of passion and care, as well as medical expertise in the fields of study. Our thanks to Corliss here today. Our website for this program is healthhopeandinspiration.com, and I hope you'll visit that website, and I hope you'll tell others about what you're learning on this program and urge them to tune in as well or visit our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. And welcome back to Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Reverend Percy McRae. I'm Wayne Shepherd. As we talk about mind-body medicine today, I want everyone to understand that no case is typical. You should not expect to experience these same results. Percy, you are essentially a pastor, and you have a pastor's heart. You have a big pastor's heart. We heard from Corliss about mind-body medicine. I'd like to hear from your heart about applying this. Again, as stated earlier, the phraseology of mind-body medicine can sound a little daunting and overwhelming. From a pastor's perspective, when we talk about mind-body medicine, of course, that term is a little daunting and overwhelming. But what it really means from a spiritual care standpoint is the fact that God created human beings with a mental makeup that really uh, facilitates and stimulates and drives all sorts of things that happens to us. And when we don't address that and when we are not cognizant of that, and I think that this does happen in some cases in some spiritual circles, that we try to spiritualize every aspect of who we are and then we negate or we ignore or we do not understand some of the other elements of who we are. We are uh, a spirit that has a mind that lives in a body. And our mental aptitude and our makeup has to be addressed, nurtured, and empowered. And so mind-body medicine really taps into the idea of the connectivity of mm-hmm. that. You know, it's not um, any type of bizarre school of thought. It's, a, it's, it's very unique to how God created the human makeup of his creation, that what happens to us mentally impacts us in many different ways, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. And it's understandable why we get preoccupied with one over the other, because, I mean, we're going through a traumatic time if we have this diagnosis of cancer. That, that's true. And so, uh, again, the idea of integrating, you know, bringing in other uh, disciplines of thought 
and amalgamating them with good evidence-based medical care is the reason why we talk about integrative medicine so much because it's helping to put balance into the conversation and not just being focused on one aspect or one element that uh, plays an important role, but we need to put all of those pieces in its proper place and perspective. And Scripture teaches we are body, mind, and spirit. That is correct. I mean, as a matter of fact, the Scripture that comes to mind, let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. Talking about the mental Mm -hmm. makeup. In Philippians. In Philippians. Thank you so much. So again, when we understand that, we can't ignore or negate what happens to us mentally, and we need to begin to address that accordingly. And you've seen this at work in people's lives. I mean, again, as a pastor, you're right there. Uh, You interact with so many dear people, and you see this work. We do. First and foremost, I think that it's important to allow and permit patients uh, to express what's going on with them mentally. Sometimes uh, patients tend to, uh, who have a faith orientation or a spiritual base to them, uh, try to just ignore that or, or not talk about that. But they're dealing with the issues of fear. They're dealing with the issues of anxieties. They're dealing with the issues of insecurities, doubt, et cetera, et cetera. Those are mental dynamics and components. We must empower patients and their caregivers to have honest dialogue with someone that they can trust who can then theoretically give them some good spiritual guidance. But ignoring that conversation, uh, disavowing that conversation is not going to help them. And you and the professionals who work alongside you, you, you work hard to put this into practice. We do because, again, we, we, we have come to a point to understand that we have a lot of research that helps us to be able to, to look at the whole makeup of an individual or holistic medicine as, as the term is used because treating cancer or any type of illness or disease for that matter is not just a medical process absent of understanding the mental, the emotional, the spiritual, nutritional, naturopathic needs of a whole person. And so we don't want to treat a half a person or a third of a person. We want to treat the whole person. Mm -hmm. Does anyone come to your mind a story here that you can tell us? Well, you know, certainly what I can tell you, I've had many patients over the years uh, that I've worked with who struggled with, quite frankly, some of these schools of thought from a spiritual perspective where they felt that uh, to embrace or they may have been led to believe that to embrace some of the other modalities of thought uh, may have been in conflict with their spiritual commitment or their spiritual confession and, and needed to be able to understand the connectivity of this. And this is one of the reasons why this show to the faith community is important because, again, obviously we are talking about our spirits and and, and empowering our, our spiritual man and being connected to the spiritual principles of our faith. But outside of that, there are other elements that we simply have not done as good a job of as we can in terms of education because we can't pull apart the human makeup of people. <laughs> we can't take their mind out of the equation. We can't take their emotions we're out of the equation. We're complex things, aren't we're, we? we're very complex creatures, and, that, and that's by the design of the creator. Right. So in under, it's like being a good mechanic. You know, we, we need to be able to work on the whole car, okay? Can't just focus on the engine. So with that, it's understanding all of the other components that make us who we are. And I've had patients who uh, basically had, had shared with me that there were times that they weren't sure if they were – Uh, negating their faith by talking about good nutritional support 
or getting good clinical support around some in some cases psychological struggles that they were having was that in conflict with their spiritual beliefs or their confession of faith and in helping them to understand that no we are assisting we are supporting we are nurturing that element of your makeup just as we are with your spirit on Sunday morning or wherever your worship service uh, days are that we are empowering you just as much as we would with a sermon and with a prayer. Well, I, for one, have learned today how important this is, and I really appreciate the way that you have brought this out, even from Scripture. Well, yeah, and again, our Scripture that we want to focus on and use is and have been using for today's show is First Thessalonians, the fifth chapter, verses 23, and it says, May God himself, and I love how the Scripture says, May God himself, who is the God of peace, sanctify or set aside you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord. God wants to preserve us mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually, not just part of us, but through and through, he wants to set us aside and have our whole spirit, our whole soul, and our whole bodies kept for his use and purpose. That is so good, and it's so important. And for the patient who desires this approach, uh, it really is a part of what happens at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Percy, thank you for uh, for this input today. Thank you for bringing Corliss to the program here today. Well, she's a dear friend and a colleague, and we were fortunate to have time with her today, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, if you'd like to know more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America and the programs available to you there, go to our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. That's healthhopeandinspiration.com. Or call our toll-free number if that's easier for you, 855-929-HOPE. 855-929-4673. And now for Reverend Percy McCray, I'm Wayne Shepherd inviting you to join us next week right here for Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Call 855-929-HOPE to speak to an oncology information specialist about questions you may have about your treatment options. Or visit healthhopeandinspiration.com. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. To learn more, call 855-929-HOPE or visit healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits.